0: Hey, it's Mike O'Neill and Lori Ruff. And, and we're, we're the LinkedIn,
1: LinkedIn rock stars.
0: Rock stars. <laughs> hey, we're happy to introduce uh, Webmaster mobile app. It's Her for
1: iPhone and Android. So
0: I on my iPhone can and use me it. on
1: my Android. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, we can. It, it solves the problem. It I, does. It
1: really does. What hey, are you going to use? Are, is it just the current shows, or are you checking out the past episodes as well?
0: Every past episode of Rock the World with LinkedIn, and thousands of hours of other archive programming uh, is out there. You know, you can listen to Webmaster live whenever you like Wow, we're rocking the world with LinkedIn, we have a really, really special guest on the show. We're going old school, aren't we, Laurie?
1: We are going old school, and and I when I saw this when I saw this lady's LinkedIn profile, Mike, I didn't want to tell you right away because I knew you'd get excited, but you got excited right away and immediately picked up on on your um, your ties and we we you know as our as our audience knows we typically bring guests on and talk to them for a couple minutes before we start the interview. And this conversation was just so cool and interesting that I realized, you know, 20 minutes later, here we are, we're, you know, let's get onto the topic. And, and I can't wait for our audience to hear this conversation.
0: It's a hybrid, hybrid show, isn't it? The, uh, the, the, before, <laughs> during, after sort of, uh, sort of component. I think, I think our audience is really going to love it. Laura yes. is so yes. fantastic. She's been fantastic for a long, long time, too. You yeah, got it early on, didn't you, Laura? Right.
1: So we are talking about Laura Lillyquist, who is the executive, uh, the VP of marketing for LiveHive.com, which is a sales automation tool. Amazing collaboration tool that I have fallen in love with, and everybody I've showed it to has been, wow. Every single person has said to me, wow. Some people are so excited, Mike, they're even saying it backwards.
0: Yes, they are. Just like mom and dad.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It really is that cool. So, hey, I just want to do a quick, quick update on LinkedIn. Publisher, if you haven't started publishing on LinkedIn, if you're interested in publishing on LinkedIn, you should have access to that. Uh, fairly soon, if you have something to say, you can now start microblogging on LinkedIn, uh, just like you can pretty much anywhere in creating content. So if you don't have a blog, look for it. Um, you'll you'll start getting a notification when you log in. A box will pop up and say, "Hey, publish on." You've been invited to publish on LinkedIn. So uh, so check that out. And and if you look at my profile, LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash Lori Ruff. Now right underneath my header, where we used to have activity, you'll see the. Um, articles by Lori, and um, and then th- that's where you're going to see me publish on LinkedIn. And of course, I'm just as- answering questions about how to use LinkedIn. So, Mike, have you started yet? Have you gotten your your invitation?
0: I did get my invitation. Thank you. And I saw your post on it, and I and I commented on it. There's a it, it, it's interesting when you're when you're commenting and participating in posts. Who you're representing? Exactly. Uh, I was representing me in one situation, and over here I was representing the company when I went to comment and right. and right. Uh, and like and share.
1: So, and, so uh, you work company,
0: things differently, don't you, Laurie?
1: You do. You do on the on the company page when you share it and and you go and comment. If you're an administrator on your company page, you got to be careful because it'll come up and say you like this. But if you go comment, it'll say "Integrated Alliances" commented on this post. So you have to definitely remember where you are and what voice you're using. So that's kind of that's kind of fun, but you know you got to just pay attention, right?
0: So yeah, I guess a, a big thing there is after you do something, go back and look and see how it looks because um, you, you might change something just a little bit like that little bit you're speaking on behalf of the company instead of yourself but gosh i can't wait to get in to get into laura here this is gonna we're holding our audience back let's not do that anymore laura.
1: all right all right well hey let's go thank our sponsors we'll be right back with an interview and you're going to hear us just kind of start right on into it laura lillyquist the vp of marketing with livehive.com
2: time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you more from rock the world with linkedin when we return
3: ever wondered how you could have access to your own seo expert paid search specialist or social media wizard looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing look no further than the folks at fang digital marketing
4: let our in house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Oh, my yeah. My day is done. Time for
3: happy hour. You're already done for the day?
4: Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. On demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Mike and Lori are back. As they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello. Hey,
4: Laura. It's Lori Ruff. How are you doing? Hi. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We have
1: my partner, Mike O'Neill, on the call and uh, Brass, Hi, our producer. Hi, Michael. And, and Laura,
4: I'm...
0: A- I'm, uh, I'm old school, so if we get off on, you know, old school technology stuff, you know, going back to Sun or something, um, you know, it, it might
4: <laughs>
0: okay. um, I lived in Denver when Sun was really, really cranking in Denver before, you know, things kind of, I wouldn't say, topped out or bottomed out or whatever. But in the big growth periods, uh, Sun was a really big customer of ours. We sold a lot of computer gear into Sun in, uh, in Broomfield. Have you been there?
4: Yeah, I know the location. I I know. Well, Sun was a great company for for a long time, so was definitely aware of all the um, key locations. So yeah, Broomfield.
0: Yeah, we were selling when when you when you couldn't get lap, uh, laptops fast enough or expensive enough, we were shipping them out to Sun in, in huge bunches and just you know the fastest, baddest things. As soon as they came on the truck here, we worked for a VAR, a system integrator called Random Access, and we had your account. And we're just yeah, shipping, yeah. you know, trucks every day. too. Pretty so
4: fun. was that during the
0: bubble or the, it must have been during the bubble. Um, actually, it was a, a bubble, almost pre, including pre-bubble, you know, the real bubble, mm-hmm. you know, came in late, the late 90s, early 2000s. This is, the, this is pre-Windows 95. How's that for you?
4: <laughs>
0: does that, does that, does that set? We were, we were, we were a, we were a, a, a Sun but immigrant. We sold Sun as well. We were, we were a VAR that sold Sun. We sold Next as well
4: next wow wow yeah it's been a long time since i thought about next but you know what's funny about that is um in 2001 when i went back to sun you know because i did i was a boomerang which was typical for some people you leave and you come back um i i had this nice uh, little samsung um laptop And if I remember right, the price point was still well over three thousand dollars. And having a laptop was still considered a little bit of an underground movement at Sun, because of course Sun always wanted you know employees to use Sun equipment. But uh, but ultimately, the laptop won out.
0: Um, Yeah, you had to use laptops for your well. You you didn't have you didn't have a laptop version of a Sun. Um, Maybe it came out eventually.
4: Um, no, it it never really was realistic for employees to use Sun workstations uh, for their own work on the desktop. Yes, but but not for um, not for a portable system.
0: Well, well, like I said, we could get pulled into that, Laura. I just had to had to throw it out uh, uh, because uh, you know I, I get excited and oh, I get inspired by that kind of stuff, and I see you're inspired by a lot of really cool stuff too. So let's. Uh, no, let's
4: have- one funny Internet thing I'll tell you is that um, in, uh, okay, this would have been 1994 when I just came back from France. I was working for Eric Schmidt, who at the time was the CTO. And, of course, he went on to be Eric Schmidt of Google fame. And the Internet uh, was born. And we were watching and tracking and grabbing at Sun every week the number of websites that were coming online. That was like the very birth of it all. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I would say Eric Schmidt from the Novell days is what I would say.
4: Yes, 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 that's right. He he went, he, he had that Novell turn, and then after that it was it was I guess all all uh, all Google fame. Uh-huh.
0: Um well, I got. I I sure hope we get a chance to meet in person sometime. Uh, you know, I, I have a hunch that that's that's going to happen. We get to the to the well to, to West Coast, I should say, all, all West Coast. You know, all throughout the year, especially when it's warm. It seems like we don't go there when it's cold in Minnesota.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you're welcome here. Anytime, we'd love to see
0: you. Beautiful. Well. Oh thank thank you, Laura. And uh um Lori, um you're really our coach, aren't you? Aren't you aren't you the master of ceremonies for our show?
1: I, I am and I, I love this conversation. I think, you know, diving into the length of time that you guys have been in technology and, and in the same space and Mike um looking you up on LinkedIn, that kind of stuff, I think it's it's brilliant. Um give me half a second, I'll be right there.
0: Okay. So, um, in, in in those days, you probably remember before we had hard drives. D- does it does that does it go back that far for you, Laura?
4: You know, when I came out of school, um, I remember having one of the first desktop computers, and it had something called a Winchester drive. Jeez, <laughs> and, and it was a big thing. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it because it dates me so much. But I remember the, the Winchester drive being. Yeah, quite a big piece
0: of equipment. <laughs> my, my, my first job out of college was at Ramada headquarters. And, and Ramada had at that time 750 properties that just a year ago had direct private lines, 750 direct, nailed up, 9.6 or who knows what speed they were lines um, a year before. And they slid all those lines, put PCs in the properties, and went to a dial-up reservation system right before I came on board. And what an environment to walk into—a network of seven hundred and fifty PCs connected to a IBM four thousand three hundred forty-one mainframe through a cluster controller. That essentially there's a there's a, a mainframe that had forty-eight Hayes twelve hundred baud modems to accept those calls.
4: Yeah, yeah, and you know yeah. what's <laughs> fun is um, my first role at Sun was to be the networking expert, and um, and so my product line. Connected some workstations onto high-speed networks, which had, at the time were T1 connections. Also connected some workstations into IBM and DEC networks. So I know I knew quite a lot about IBM networking at that point, point. Um, and of course DEC went the way of the dinosaurs, and eventually uh, TCP/IP took over everything, um, and. You know, things got a lot faster, but, um, but those were the days, and that was my job at Sun. My first job was to manage the networking product line, and I had some, you know, 20-plus products that we sold, both hardware and software, to uh, essentially get our workstations. We weren't a server company yet, get our workstations into the dominant networks, which were run by IBM and DEC at that time.
1: You know, I, um, I'm i impressed, um, Laura, that your your LinkedIn profile, I mean, the only thing that I would tell you I'd do differently is is change your summary and, and make it first-person conversational, but you've got your corporate strategy, mobile investments, and, and mobile solutions job at Sun Microsystem from January 2001 to August 2005, which was really in the very early days of LinkedIn, and you got three recommendations um, from from people, and you've been on LinkedIn just a right as long as I have, um, yeah, three 3 million. That means you came in and in 2005, I joined in, in July of 2005 and I'm, I'm using number 3 million something. Um, and did you go get those recommendations immediately when you, when you joined or was it, um, was it something that you did after that, that people went back and, and did that actually, you're just a little, about a hundred thousand people sooner than I was.
4: (laughs) So, well, I think I was on LinkedIn for about a year and it wasn't a very active place. And so I, I didn't check in that often and I wondered if, you know, the whole thing was really going to take off. And then uh, we went into that phase on LinkedIn. Where the most important thing was to have those recommendations. Right, do you remember right, that phase? Yes, I and see. everybody went around to their to their you know colleagues and, and former bosses and said, "Oh, please, would you do this recommendation for me?" And um, and and the three individuals who did mine were all part of my mobile uh, BD team, my business development team um, at Sun. And you're right; we were we were basically developing the first Java. Platform for smartphones wow. uh, back then, and of course now it's all Android, which has its roots in Java. But um, but that was when I got those recommendations, and then um, and then that phase sort of passed because everybody did that, and then it wasn't uh, really special anymore. Yeah, well,
1: you know, you still have those same three recommendations, and and they all came in 2011, April and June of 2011. So yeah. it's it's time to go get a few more, especially because you know the work you're doing now with Live Hive. I mean, when I look at your at your profile and I see the progression of your career, I mean, you know, when we can get, get ready to get on the phone with somebody, this is what Mike taught me. You know, go look them look look them up and see you know who they are and what they're all about. You can see a definite progression in your career, not just for the companies that you work with. Um, I mean, you've been consistently in marketing and strategy and stuff, but the things that you've done have been playing with cooler and cooler technology.
4: Yes. So I have this rule in my career that I never work on mature technologies. I'm always pushing the envelope forward, generally working in kind of a white space. Um, And I have another funny career statistic which is um I've never been in a role held by someone else before me. Which means I'm always carving out a new role in a new uh new area. That's cool. You I like you. (laughs)
1: We're like we are like soul sisters.
0: Here's my job description. Here do you want to buy me? Here's my job description. Right?
4: I'm gonna take your recommend I'm gonna take your advice and get some more recommendations especially since you you've done that carving. I mean you're
1: you're a you're a pioneer I mean um, rainforest blog just a couple of months ago did a, a post on the um, on um, influencers the different kind of influencer types and they were naming out you know the people who were the movers and shakers if you want your product listed you know, go to Robert Scoble and, and stuff like that if you want to talk about early adopters these are their parents and that's that's what I'm thinking I'm not that you're so old that you would be somebody's parent but but that that mindset of what's fresh and new and always on the cutting edge because that keeps your mind sharp and your and, and keeps you
4: challenged as a professional. Exactly. Yeah, and I really need that because I've been exposed to so many uh, first-generation technologies, and I have launched so many of them myself. Um, I need that newness and freshness uh, as you know we progress. By the way, my um, you know my sort of typical parent-like. Uh, um, Customer prototype. Customer that I test on is my brother, because uh, my brother uh, is in Wisconsin where I grew up, and I'm I'm a Wisconsin native, although I'm really a California native now. But my brother um, runs the production line for um, a sausage company in Wisconsin, and it's a and it's a very high growth business. Um, um, uh, this is you know a. a Five hundred million plus company. So whenever I'm trying something out, and I and I want to understand if the average normal person might understand what I'm saying, I, I try it out on my brother and see if uh, if if it if he can get it. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Does yeah, he know your your guinea pig? He does. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's getting a little too smart for me now, so I I might have to find a new guinea pig.
0: <laughs> so, so, audience has gotten smarter. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I, I'm I'm constantly coming up with new ideas as well, and and I'm I'm wondering how do you keep track of stuff? Do your do, you, do your notes to self or Siri take a note or Evernote or how do you keep track of your miscellaneous bright ideas that pop in?
4: Mm, well, that is a great question. So. I have to admit, I still do have a little notepad next to my laptop. But I, but I try not to let that be the thing that manages me. That's just kind of my daily: what needs to happen today or get logged somewhere. Um, we do a lot of um, we do a lot of our work here as a team. I always have a group of uh, of different interns. Um, on my team, I really like that because they keep things fresh and new and they challenge us. And, and so we do most of our thinking kind of as a hive, as a group. So Google Docs works very well for that. Uh, we all, you know, we'll kind of pile into a document and or take, a, if we're doing a round robin, some things are, need to be round robin oriented and some things we can just, we can just all jump on. Um, so, so Google Docs works well for us, and then, you know, when we're formalizing things, it's the good old PowerPoint presentations again. So
1: let's go to to Live Hive then, because you've got um, what I love about Live Hive, and the the um, demo that I had was the opportunity for collaboration um, among people who. Um, you know, are, are diverse on the team. I mean, we're we're all over the place. Mike and I were headquartered together in Denver, and then Minneapolis, and now I'm in Virginia and Denver, and he's in Minneapolis, and we got people in DC and San Francisco and Netherlands and Australia, and and the opportunity to be able to have a collaborative environment that's available 24 seven is what I really found most brilliant about about Live Hive. Yes,
4: that's right, and um, we at at LiveHive, we we use LiveHive, too. We have all of our employee information online. We have all our standard forms online. We have uh, workspaces organized for marketing research and sales materials. And so in that sense, it becomes uh, kind of our, you know, online cloud storage, but with more structure around it. And what we what we do it with LiveHive that sort of goes above and beyond let's say, Dropbox or Box or, or even Google Docs, is we have threads of conversations with each other. So as we are working on things, and maybe we're developing a, a new guide or a new document, we can use that integrated uh, discussion stream. And we can also have different teams of people around different topics. So you know, not everybody wants to be on the sales team. Not everybody's on the marketing team. You know, All employees belong to the employee workspace. So that's sort of how we structure um, LiveHive as a company. We also keep keep information in there as kind of our living record of LiveHive over time.
1: That that's very interesting. When I when I first logged into Live Hive and I went to the cloud storage, I went to my Google Drive and everything was there. I went to my my Dropbox and we used a different email connecting, so I, I had to connect that, but it was immediately available. But I hadn't thought about that that um, thread. Um, I mean, like one of our project managers. Um, now that we have a, a project manager, thank God. Um, you know, he, he's trying to, to figure all this stuff out. How do I keep Mike and Lori on track? There's a job nobody wants. Um, and because it's, it's just that difficult. But, you know, I, I showed him Live Hive um, last night, and he was, like, all over it. I mean, all over it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Laura, yeah. Laura one, so, of the, one of the products that I think our audience might be a little familiar with for us to base, uh, you know, a, a, a similarity or a, or a or base off of would be, like, Evernote. A lot of our yeah. folks use that tool. How how does this um, do its thing um, in conjunction or instead of Evernote to give it a stake in the ground? Right.
4: So there there is um, there is some overlap in the sense that uh, Evernote is a publishing tool and of course very popular with with writers and people, um, journalists, people who need to. Keep track of a lot of notes and um, and and be working on uh, the next piece. You can do some of that um, in uh, LiveHive as well. In particular, in particular, if you you know capture web pages and you like to annotate those, you can do that. There's a full HTML editor in LiveHive. but but that's not really the heart of what. Um, LiveHive does, the heart of what LiveHive does is really brings together all kinds of disparate content around subjects and that content might be web pages, it might be PDFs, it might be graphs, it might be images, Um, uh, it can be anything at all because uh, at the heart of LiveHive we store objects. So we bring all of this um, this content together and then it gets shared to a set of team members and then of course there's that discussion track. So I think we uh you know we, we care a lot about getting content um, captured, structured. And then shared out to the right parties. And now with the insights piece of Live Hive, which is our newest piece, it's tracking and visualizing all that sharing, uh, which is extremely important when Live Hive is used, for example, for sales.
0: Wow, the visual pipeline. The visual pipeline. I can picture I can picture that. Um, um when you're when you're um um grabbing Looking for pieces of information everywhere, um, like like I I still am in a lot of cases. Um, wh- you know, it, did that message come in from here? Was it a file over there? Was it was it sent via an attachment? Was it a post? Where's where's the URL? All that stuff from all those different places. It sounds like Hive is going to help me there.
4: Yes, that's right. That's right. And what's uh, what's exciting uh, for our sales audience is uh, salespeople want to position themselves as experts in their subjects. So while they're nurturing um, a customer or a prospect along, they want to be able to sh- share with them perhaps articles they find on the web that are um, of interest, or maybe there's a new uh, what paper that comes out and they want to share that and, and so LiveHive makes that very easy and then we also track that and tell the sa- salesperson or if, if it's the two colleagues just sharing something we tell you uh, your colleague or your prospect has now accessed that and here's kind of the when, what, when, where and who of all of that uh, content tracking. Wow. So um Laura we've been we've been
1: we've had such a cool conversation today um give us a, the kind of down and dirty overview of, of LiveHive, the purpose. And and I think people are getting that this is an incredibly powerful tool. Um, and I'll say it's affordable and it is, it is that powerful and it, it does allow you to um, streamline content. It's like, to me, it's almost like having that file cabinet in the middle of the office where you went to pull every, anything you could possibly need to send to a customer or to have, um, as far as internal resources in the office um, it's the closest thing i've ever seen come to
4: it but give us that that quick overview you bet so lipi at its basis is